Welcome to Gotta Brew, the podcast where two friends talk about two of our favorite things, the band Fish and Beer. I'm the Lizza. I'm the Kid. And welcome to episode 42, Dinner in a Movie and Sigma Oasis on Half. <laughs> a lot of Rick and Morty for you of recent. Boom. Yep. <laughs> For those that don't get it, that's a reference to Rick and Morty, which is fucking hilarious, and you should watch it if you don't. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot to talk about today involving fish and coronavirus pandemic. Fuck. Just shitstorm. So, (laughs) tons and tons to talk about. Where would you like to jump in? We have the new album to talk about. We have dinner and movies to talk about. We have summer tour being canceled to talk about. We have... Trey being my DJ this morning when I was drinking my coffee and folding my clothes. Tons of fish fodder. Always tons of fish. So Yeah, what do you what do you want to talk about? What are you most passionate let's, about? Uh, let's jump into dinner and a movie. I like that they've been doing these. For me personally, it's like how I do my check-ins with my fish friends once a week, which I actually really enjoy. Like it's people that I don't talk to, and if I don't talk to them for the whole week, I always end up talking to them on Tuesday night because it's we're all watching dinner in a movie. It's a way of like, you know, bringing everyone together in as close a way as you possibly can do that by playing an old simulcast of fish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a cool thing that they're offering, obviously, during this time when people can't be together. It's still a cool thing. It's still keeping like, you know, me uh, in, in, engaged and happy and feeling like I'm still a part of the fish community. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> There's been a lot of debate about it. A lot of debate about it. People are like, why are they only playing new shit? 3.0. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hate those people, and I say, fuck off, beggars can't be choosers. Wouldn't you rather see a show than no show at all? Uh, I would <laughs> That's argue what I say. for me, I would like to see the show where they played Gamehenge in its entirety. I want to see the video footage of that. Will never happen. What's been your favorite dinner in a movie thus far? I think we're on like six or seven installments. Ah, jam Donut. The Jam Night. You I know what? Jam Donut Night. I was really looking forward to that and it kind of <laughs> farted out on me there. My favorite one actually has been the last one that they just played. It was from 2016 from Vegas. It was night one of their Vegas run in 2016. It's the year they did the Bowie. There's a lot of really good fucking solid music in that show. And they do like an epic 25 plus minute version of uh, Golden Age, which is a good second set 
hitter for me, a heavy hitter in a second set. And yeah. then close set one with Walls of the Cave, which is my absolute favorite set one song closer. Yeah. If I could build a perfect show, that's the only thing I know about it. Don't know anything else. That's the only thing I can tell you. I would, that's the Your point I would start. Set one closer is yeah, yeah. Walls of the Cave. That's what I would. <laughs> always true, for sure. That's crazy. What's been my favorite food? I think the ones from Trey have been my favorite because they're like actual recipes that he cooks with his family. I don't know. I like Mike's. I don't like Mike's. He's doing recipes of restaurants. So I guess he's bringing awareness to those restaurants. And I think that's yeah, cool. He's a restaurant Super Vermont. Yeah. Super Vermont y. Uh, but I, the Trey's uh, chili, which sounds gross to me and I didn't make and I would never make, but I still like it because uh-huh. it was in between me and my mind. And uh, his eggplant parmesan also sounded gross, even though it's his like grandmother's recipe because it doesn't use mozzarella cheese, That's just crazy. sauce and parmesan, That's which insane. I guess is cool. Maybe his grandma had problems with the dairy, you know, maybe she had to forego the mozzarella. I like the little just like sneak peek you're getting into his life a little bit because he's not very, you know, there are none, none of them you know much about. So I, I love these little like, you know, peepholes into their their lives windows yes he, he had an old school italian grandma they used to do like italian like christmas and holidays and stuff and the table that you love that they sit at in the barn when they get their catered lunch yeah I want isn't that catered it is an old school italian table it's his grandmother's table oh really that's crazy yes i want that freaking catered lunch i will like hang out with them and be their personal friends and get them whatever they want if they let me get that spread cool i hope you contact them somehow and find out the caterer <laughs> trey said it was a friend so maybe he'll refer you uh, you know who knows uh so dinner and a movie if you haven't been tuning in every tuesday fish plays an old simulcast show you can link to it through their facebook page it's been really cool i highly recommend it it's a really cool like highlight to my week it's a really interesting thing too because there's like four ways to watch it i guess really and like different ways give you different access to things oh, like cool. so on on, I know that. on facebook you can't completely magnify it oh. like 100 percent the whole screen how do we watch so it you get it on like you get like the, the chat bar on the right side so people like while the show is happening are like live commenting on oh it oh stuff that's right? the facebook way though uh you can do that on youtube as well but that's a if you're not full screening it but that's how we watched it and oh, we cool. full screen that's why we did it that way so we can make it the full length of the, the TV. tv yeah yeah get all the pixel <laughs> density and yeah make me feel like i'm there because that's well, probably that's how why... we're doing new year's that's probably where it's going to be a live simulcast of them playing in a studio somewhere <laughs> i hate your negativity let's move on <laughs> to another topic <laughs> Let's talk about Sigma Oasis. Sigma so another cool Oasis. thing that they decided to do. Hot I'm sure issue. all these our <laughs> fans out there have read the Rolling Stone article. Uh, Rolling Stone did an article with Trey basically talking to him about like how COVID-19 changed their like approach to music and how it's basically going to change the entire face of music and the whole music industry, much like a lot of other industries. Um, but he was saying that obviously like they weren't planning to release this in the manner they did or the timing they did, but they just wanted to do something for their fans. And because the guy who produced it and mixed it got it done so quickly, they were kind of able to do it. Yeah. Kudos to that guy. So I actually have listened to the album a couple times. I feel like you have as well. You put it on a lot. 
any just general comments or you know anything generally to talk about it it's the most beautiful fish album i've ever heard oh interesting okay cool 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 yeah i'm not a huge album person but i have gone back and listened to this multiple times so i think that at least means something it's like the most like i'm talking like absolutely like sound wise the way it was recorded yeah 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 yeah. amazingly well done all a Um, lot of keyboard layering trey's actually trying to sing really well like it's a very it's very well recorded album mixed album so the way they did that is in the rolling stone article is they the reason why they came up with all these songs and decided to put these down and lay them down and record them is because the recording style in the barn they set up the way they set up on stage so there was no like individual track recording. It wasn't like they were all separated. They were literally just sitting in a room, like, you know, four points in the corner. They were all set up and they were recording versions of the song, like playing them through. Like they weren't like, you know, trying to like technically separate it and like do what you do when you record an album. It had for them a very like living roomy, like live vibe. Yeah. And then Trey went and took the recordings and he did different vocals and Paige was so enamored with uh, Thread. I think it was Thread. And he went back and he recorded just like, you know, all the different keyboard parts. So they all kind of worked on separate aspects of it, but they recorded it like together. And it's funny, you were asking me why I think that they were picking the dinner in the movies that they were. And it's because every single dinner in a movie has one of their album songs that they played live. Yeah. Smart. That's good yeah. marketing. <laughs> Smart on them. Damn. I mean, it's Smart. definitely no, that's a thing. Genius, so, don't you yeah, think? yeah, it's definitely a thing. You're so. promoting your album the only way you can virtually, and that's why you string together a bunch of like drive in, like yeah. come watch this old show that features this new song we just made. <laughs> it's genius. So let's get into the debate about Sigma Oasis and people saying it's not really a new album. Yeah, haters. <laughs> the haters. Let's call out, out the there. haters. I like the idea of this album because it's just songs that they've always wanted to record or songs that didn't make album cuts like Mercury was supposed to be on Big Boat that they finally got to like feature in a way that they have always wanted to. Have you ever listened to like the first time they played Mercury compared to the studio album though? No. I think that'd be interesting to do, right? Because I think... For them, I th- I don't know if it was in between me and my mind or from like or Bittersweet Motel or something. It's like watching how they kind of flow to songs progressing and becoming complete. And for them, I feel like this album was saying these are songs that we've been working on, some for years and some for a short amount of time. But we have now seen them through their completion, and we think that they're good ready, to, ready to be, yeah, ready to be put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree completely, and. I'm almost upset that I heard the album version because it's funny you were talking about Jam Night. I was so pumped to see Thread because that's like the notable time they played that song during Baker's Dozen. Yeah. And I thought it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't. It was brand like the album new. is so beautiful. So that's the other thing. The album was recorded <laughs> really well. And for me, I think those are going to be the best versions of that song I'll ever 100%, hear. 100%. So uh, being not, not an album person for me has sailed me well through the, my fish career so far. I'm actually really upset that I listened to this album because now every time I hear these songs live, I'm going to be like, oh, it's not as good as the album version. Yeah. 
that's like every which free, is crazy <laughs> and weird because it's totally the opposite of like the whole fish thing yeah. um but y- you raise a really good point you just said something i want to touch on uh you asked me about the evolution of songs and i haven't yeah. done this yet and it's a really cool way to think about it because i hadn't done this you were like well what's the how many times had they played that song when they played that song and it was only like four or five times or six times it was like not very many times well so this is the, the reason why i really do love the album is because for my first experience ever as a fish fan as a 3.0 only fan i finally got to see what people in 1.0 got to see and even 2.0 really i got to see songs that were part of other songs or they played really like rare or like it you know just ended up being this complete thing i got to watch it through its whole evolution beginning middle and end (laughs) i got to see this living thing yeah (laughs) life cycles (laughs) yeah so i do have notes on it the ba- the bakers doesn't show they'd only played thread five times before that yeah a lot of these baby. songs are like that too like they're not bust outs but like they've only been played a total number of times a very low number right but like shades only been played 14 times like a couple of these that they were that are actually new sigma oasis they played in charleston last year and then they most recently played it at riviera maya they've only played that a handful of times two right. times like right. these songs are one two time you know k- under 10 mostly or a dozen times so yeah yeah but i mean we've been seeing i mean even the oldest ones like steam, steam is old yeah steam is an old steam one Steam is definitely over 10 times but I, what i'm saying is is that what you got on the album version and what you've been hearing over time when you do that zoom out is like i've watched it age i've watched this fine wine just become this thing and at the beginning i could pop the bottle and drink it it's gonna not taste that great which is what you saw back when steam was young and now you're listening to it on the album you're like damn this wine aged really well it's been like five years that they've had this song and it's really freaking great with everything now (laughs) song is fantastic It's funny you say that because you hated Everything's Right when they first came out with it, and it was one of the songs I loved. What? Everything's Right, you hated that song. I, when you, you mean when it, it I first ever heard came it. Out. When yes. I ever heard it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you like love yeah, that song. Yeah, it's one of song. my favorite songs. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But the when first I'm, time I heard it, it wasn't really that good. It was right, all like right, out right, of right, tune, right. and like they right. kept fucking up on it, and I was like, that's right, why right, it right. sucked. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. It was it was a baby, but that's what I'm saying. You have to look at the life cycle of it. You know, when you see something when it's a baby and it falls over, it's like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) If you see a song that like you enjoy myself and it falls over, you're like, oh man, they probably shouldn't do that anymore. That's like the old man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it is a cool time to be a fish fan again or you know for for me for like the first time like you're saying to see Three, evolution of things 3.0 people are really getting to see them do stuff that they've been known for for years but right, they're still right, right. doing it and they're still doing it really well yeah so. um another thing that rolling stone article mentioned specifically and i like wanted to like highlight it and send it to j3po right away was trey like admits that he's like specifically focusing on singing now <laughs> Like he's putting a large focus on singing. It was always that's his guitar great. before, and now always, it's his vocals. It's the part that's always been missing. I've always argued that if Fish had like an amazing, crazy, awesome vocalist, they'd be, I would imagine, way more mainstream than they currently are. Would that be a good thing, though? Would they freaking Adam Levine off and then 
burn twice as bright and then you never really care about Maroon 5 anymore? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think Fish is making the best music they've made ever. I think yeah. Ghost of the Forest was a project for Trey Anastasio to realize stripping away things is a lot more crucial than adding, 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 adding. And that's why in, there are parts in between me and my mind where he's like, I've never made music like this before. It's very raw. It's very like emotional. It's about like his life, not just like made up stories. Yeah. It's a lot of empty, ethereal space. It's the opposite of his over composed teenage years yeah. and his fucking blah, 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 machine gun oh tray. God, don't do that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the opposite of those things. He's done those things. He's like gone through those musical phases and now he's like realizing what it is to like come into, like you're saying, like maturity. He's focusing on singing now because he wants to be like known as like a Bowie or a Clapton. Like he wants to like do stuff like that. Like he's understanding that less is more. There's even a part uh, Paige and Trey were doing on Sirius XM for a while after Sigma Oasis came out. They were introducing each song and talking about it yeah there's even a point i believe it's in shade where he's like oh you know this used to have a composed part here but then when we were recording it we realized we liked it just empty and quiet and just him singing it was just him you know what i mean the intro yeah. is his voice it didn't have any other piano parts it, it like he talks about that and i think it's something he's learned and i think that's really cool and again that's like tuning into an artist when they have this like epiphany, this like self-realization and now they're all fucking like so dialed in and firing on all fucking cylinders. They're making the best music I, I think they've made ever so in their whole career. I don't, I don't, there's like, obviously <laughs> that's, that's like your opinion, man. Um, yeah, it's 100% my opinion, no, but a lot of people would agree with me. I, and I, again, it's 100% valid. I just think that people get drawn to different things and there's different things that you can focus on. Um, I think the people who like 1.0 and like the rage and like all the notes, they like the energy. They like that high intensity stuff. And like you're saying, he's at a stage in his life where he's not moving that fast anymore. You know, just him in general, he's like, he likes whiskey now. He doesn't like just chugging Budweiser's, you know? He likes to respect the things that he's doing. So he's looking at things from different angles and focusing on things he didn't used to focus on. I just think it's, it's insane that they still are able to produce things that are amazingly composed, like Petrichor, and then when they do shit like that, people turn around and they go, stop putting us to sleep. Give us the freaking jammy shit. And it's like, God, really, when you start doing that, you start realizing that there are always going to be people on either side who don't like whatever the hell's happening. So just let it go. and. Surrender to the flow, man. <laughs> Sorry. I it's okay. Let's talk about how fucking coronavirus canceled all of summer tour. Yeah. I mean. Today is the day. We're literally recording this on the day that we just got this. Yeah, news May 1st. It's it. May Day. <laughs> it's May Day. No summer tour. All bad, all bad news comes on May Day. Yeah. May, May Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going fucking down. You're going down. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, to be expected, they held out the longest, I think. And for, I think they, I, bleh, I think they did that for us, you know, to try to say we tried to go until insurance and venues said we literally can't do this anymore. <laughs> Not looking good. Yeah. I was really hoping it would actually happen, but whatever. Yeah. 
a lot Tickets of Tickets easily roll over to next year, guys. 2021. Uh, yeah, same place, same roll. time. It's literally the same weekend. It's one day earlier. It's this 13, 14, first... 15, not 14, 15, 16. One day <laughs> earlier in August. going to be the first time ever that 2021 tour in general is all like paid in full. I don't have to worry about shit. <laughs> I can go balls to the wall. 2021 is going to be a sick fish run. I also don't think we're getting a New Year's, so. Mexico 2021. <laughs> if that happens. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, J3PO, our fish friend, he really should be a part of this podcast, but we. Yeah, we just. It's, it's a tough. To it's a tough time. setup we got here. Uh, the phone him in, I guess, because of coronavirus. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, brought to my attention today that Trey is now hosting a like DJ set on Fish Radio Channel Twenty Nine Sirius XM. So I was Did listening you get to XM that radio just to listen to it. No, no, it's free. It's free through I think sometime in May. So everybody should jump on that. They're doing the oh, thing. Yeah. They're doing this thing where I'm gonna want it so bad that I end up. I end up. I am. And oh my god, I am going to end up paying for it. But they're offering it free, which I think is really cool. And I've always wanted to tune into the fish radio, so I'm really trying to milk it for all it's worth. Anyway, Rubber Jungle is what I guess <laughs> Trey's radio show is, or like what they're calling it. Anyway, they gave him the fucking radio for like an hour and a half, and he played songs. It was cool because I was a high school DJ, so I felt like I could like critique his. I was a high school and college DJ, so I feel like I could tr- critique his what was the name DJ of your radio skills. Show? I too, and I was talking to J3P about this earlier. Whoa, J3PO about this earlier. His show is called The Rubber Jungle Radio or whatever. And J3PO said something about how it sounds like condoms. And I said it was funny because so I had two radio shows. One was Stockholm Syndrome. And that's yeah. that was my main show. But that was like my art funk punk one. And I had another one called Concrete Jungle, which is what I thought this said. Obviously, like the reggae special, Bob Marley. Uh, no, 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 no. I thought it was the same thing. And I was like, that's cool. But it wasn't the same thing. Um, but it's funny because Trey played a lot of music that I like and I listen to. And it was a pretty cool thing to have somebody you respect and a, like a band member of your favorite band playing music that they like for you. And I always think it's a really cool thing when Fish fans listen to anything other than Fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I think I, it's a cool I, I thing. I think one of the things, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that you appreciate that you have very similar tastes to what he has, right? I think he's got a very large musical palette, and so yeah. do I, but it's funny just the things that he was choosing to play. It was very, a, a very eclectic mix. It was everything from, like, Regina Spector to fucking like Neil Young to Nick Cave to Jeff Buckley to like just Lou Reed, you know, uh, everything I love. He was playing all artists that I love. Yeah. So it's cool. But it's because he listens to that shit. Yeah. And it was cool to hear him how he ingests music. It's cool to hear your favorite band member and your band talk about how they listen to music well because you're getting into their head you're figuring out how they think yeah he was talking about like listening to a whole tom waits album when he was cooking like listening to the new fiona album fiona apple album like it was cool it was really fucking nice it was nice nice it's a nice way to feel like i was spending some time with trey totally devoid of fish which is fun cool Again, I recommend it. I don't know if he's going to keep doing this. Apparently, Fishman has a show, a regular show on SiriusXM. But if they give, they've given Trey the keys. He's probably going to take it out for 
a spin? as many runs as he can. Yeah, because he likes playing music for people. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's what I did today. I've in my coronavirus times am diving down this podcast hole of this twelve tribes story. <laughs> so you're listening to other podcasts. Yeah. I'm listening to this female podcast for fish chicks. Okay. And they interview uh, the daughter of one of the main members of the 12 tribes. She gets out and she's telling her story. It's a two-parter. It's pretty long. I'm only in the second part. But, you know, 12 tribes. We did a whole episode on 12 tribes. We didn't do a whole episode. Oh, did we? I just talked about it. You are really into this fucking cults <laughs> that is not in any way related to fish no it's not uh so yeah it's not you're just obsessed with this cult yeah because they park in the parking <laughs> lot all the time <laughs> and tell you to come on their bus and you know talk to them about god and shit i want to know what i'm getting myself into <laughs> maybe i just want to take a picture on the bus because it looks super cool <laughs> i don't know they're gonna shank me while i'm on there i want to know <laughs> Sounds great. It's actually pretty like intense shit. Um, yeah, cults are fucking intense shit, man. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, but it, it's extremely interesting. I'm I'm not doing much fish stuff either. I've actually been taking a nice, solid break from fish again. Again, a siesta again. Yeah, like I'll listen to a song or two, like here or there, but. So this past dinner in a movie, the Vegas show I was talking about, was the yeah. first time I spent the day actually listening to the set before and cheating i was trying to be very like i won't listen to the show once i know the show that they announce i won't listen to it i want to go into the show like it's a new show but for whatever reason i listened to the entire show before i watched the video at night why <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure the show looked too good not to listen to throughout the day so i did it and it was a good show it's a fucking really great show man that's <laughs> just is that me being a crazy fish fan, uh, listening well, to a no, show and like, then watching a it, show? It would be like if you bought tickets to see a movie that's coming out and then someone got you the pre-screeners and then you and watched, I watched the pre-screeners that, and then, I went and to the then movie you went to the well. movies anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, while well, I was doing it, I'm like, this is stupid, but I can't stop myself from doing it. So it's happening, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That's funny. Maybe something great will come out of this. Maybe Trail will write like seven albums. Who knows? Maybe I mean, he'll write another game hinge. I'm not going Who to Vegas because they're probably going to cover themselves. And the only other yeah, Vegas experience I need is one where I can bank that they're covering somebody else. Nope. They're probably going to cover themselves Shh. from now on, which will be pretty cool. I um, can dream. All right. Wicked. So I can dream. fish fans, stay positive out there. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone what we're doing for the uh, mid song set break? Set break song. Everything's right. Your favorite song now. Nice. Recorded in its best, most beautiful way. I know. The vocals, the background vocals on this. Yeah. I would. Let's lay into it. Yeah. We can. This is one of very few times we're actually playing an album version on this podcast. So this is a really good You version. know what's funny? I've made this statement before. The only time you'll ever hear this song this way ever again is by seeing Tap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so everything's right. We'll see you after this short 15-minute break.
Welcome back to Scotch Brew. I'm used to coming in with music. Sorry. I feel like should we not just at least talk a little bit about how awesome that everything's right is? There's so much added and so many layers to it. We've we've yeah, left that yeah. segment. <laughs> we've left that segment. But it's so good. I want to listen to it again. That's how good that song is. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So moving on to beer. <laughs> Fuck fish. This is the beer segment, man. Yeah. Keep it in its space. <laughs> Whatever. That's really racist of you. Um, so, moving Separatist. on to beer. I hate to be like a COVID 19, like, LARP, you know, whatever. I hate to like harp on it, but obviously, uh, it has changed a lot of people's lives. It's changed a lot of industries. It's changed a lot of things that people weren't even giving any thought to before. Uh, and the beer industry and the scene and brewers and breweries, it's obviously, you know, same thing. No, no excuses there. So we kind of wanted just to dedicate this part of the show to uh, highlighting some local beers, talking about some of our local watering holes, and then maybe just how uh, things are going to be different moving forward. Yeah. So where do we start? Where do we start? You think breweries? Here's a good question for you. You think? Great. Let's just jump right in. What What do you think the <laughs> for this the, ra- the ratio in a brewery's production of like kegs to cans before Chrono? So yeah, Obvi- okay. Compared so this is like now. this is like just mm-hmm. basic. This is basic info. Uh, all the restaurants and all of the bars in New York right now are shut down, which is fucking. The craziest thing I will probably ever live through in my life. Like, this is the thing yeah. that I'm going to be talking to people about when I'm old about how I live during this. Because yeah. this is the craziest shit I've ever experienced in my life. It's experiencing New York in a completely new way that no one has ever experienced it before. It's being yeah. on a subway train when there's no one or one other person. It's fucking being on streets that are abandoned and desolate. It's like living yeah. in very strange times. So, with that, I mean, the beer industry has had to adapt and figure shit out. And so of our local bars, uh, you know, that have basically converted into bottle shops. It's it's a very crazy time and you have to be very adaptive and agile and figure out what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. So breweries, uh, everything now has shifted completely to the off premise, off premise consumption. Right. Yeah. No one is consuming On draft site. beer at it, any bar. You don't need kegs. <laughs> Correct. So, if you're a smart brewery in the time you're in right now, as soon as you heard, which was basically over a month ago now at this point, that all restaurants and bars are going to be shut down, you immediately halt fucking production. It doesn't matter because you brew the batch of beer either way and then you divide it up as you want. But, you know, from the day you heard that moving forward, you better make sure you get extra cans. You make sure if you have a mobile canning unit, you get that shit to your place. Like you basically have to put all of your efforts into package. I would imagine in New York City there aren't that many um, mobile canning. Like I'm sure the schedules are all like fudged now. I don't really know many places that still use mobile canning units in New York. I mean, I know there are breweries that do, but for sure it was like, what the fuck do we do, and how do we keep making money? And it, the answer is home delivery, self-delivery. You yeah. package everything. If you have a distributor, you send it to your distributor and hopefully they get it to 
bodegas, grocery stores, pharmacies, anything that's still open. I think those are the three things that are probably still open that would be selling beer. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you, it, you, you be I went agile to like a and wholesale, pivot. <laughs> a wholesale place close to us the other day. I walked in. Um, you can still get like your Coors Light, your Budweiser, thirty cases and stuff there. So that's the more important trend that we should be talking about. IRI data, data is on consumer consumption now has completely shifted. CNN just came out with an article yesterday about how uh, retail industries are completely fucked. And the only thing that people are buying a lot of now besides groceries is fucking beer. But they're buying a lot of cheap bulk beer. So your buds, your cores, yep, the macros are winning again. Because it's the cheapest. (laughs) Correct. Because you have no money. You're waiting for your unemployment check. Guess what? You got to buy the cheapest fucking beer in the largest amount you can possibly fucking get to basically drink until you get your next fucking beer. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's like survival mode. Yeah. That's crazy. So those are the trends. I mean, it's true. It's what I see in, in the market. It's what I've seen out there. You want to buy a fucking 30-pack. You don't want to buy a fucking really fancy $8, 16-ounce can of fucking trendy beer. You want to buy cheap shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I feel like for the beer industry, this is catapulting us back 10 steps. Yeah. It's a three Sucks. steps forward, 10 steps back type situation, especially with craft beer, especially with local. And that's why now is a very important time to support your local bars if they've converted into bottle shops, bars if they're, you know, delivering booze and, you know, shit and beers. It's, it's a very crucial time to support those businesses that are still trying to maintain. If you care about businesses yeah. in your neighborhood that you like, I would say 100% you need to support them right now, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but what do you say to that person? You're like, hey, I'm normally going to spend like 25 to 30 bucks on 30 beers or I'm going to spend 30 bucks on my coffee shops thing. You know, like I have been what uh, happens to the survival mode? Like I need to get the most bang for my buck. How do you combat that like there are two there's no way to combat that yeah there's two runaway trains i feel like going in different directions like you can't you have to just i don't know like you just have to choose <laughs> uh, why can't you be both why can't you order the 12 pack from fresh direct of budweiser and also go five doors down to my bottle shop my local bar and buy two fancy ass bottles of wine why can't you do both uh of which i just did my local watering hall is judy's i want to give a shout out to judy sunset park love you love judy's i'm drinking a delicious bottle of red wine that i purchased from you right now (laughs) support your local places i'm telling you nobody this is a again i i genuinely love like being involved with like the beer industry because there are so many like firsts and like uncharted like places to go like nobody knows what's happening they can only monitor trends you know what i mean like since prohibition nobody you know growth is exponential craft breweries are opening every other day like the scene is always changing and nobody knows where it's headed same thing with this same thing with this fucking pandemic and everything's been closed down nobody knows what is this world is going to look like after this 
So it's your ability to be very agile, your ability to pivot, your ability to come up with shit. I know breweries, really huge breweries. I'm not going to say the name, but gigantic breweries that until COVID-19 weren't sending stuff out in the mail. And it's like, why wouldn't you be capitalizing on that? I mean, I guess there's state laws, but it's like, if you have a vintage program, if you're barrel aging shit, get somebody to fucking join a beer of the month club and send them a, a vintage every month. People are yeah, people are that. coming up with ways now and being very creative with how they're sending beer out. The sad thing, and this is what I will say, is a lot of my favorite breweries are only s- delivering beer statewide. So yeah, one of you one can't of, go over state correct. lines. It's one illegal. of my favorite breweries, Tired Hands in, in fucking Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, yeah. has come up with a whole new program now to deliver beer. They're only delivering it to Philly. Carton, my hometown brewery, three minutes from where I live, my parents' house, only delivering Carton beer to New Jersey. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's it's crucial now that if you had a business you used to frequent all the time, if you had a bar, if you had a, your favorite brewery, it doesn't even matter if it's a big brewery. It's like all these places are hurting. It's important to go out and support them in any way that you can. Right. But what's the suggestion for the person like me where I'm in New York and I can't get carton because it's over state lines? I can't just get it. I can't order it online. You can get it technically because they distribute through a distributor in New York and they'll send it to grocery stores, hopefully. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, so then you still need to just focus on the, the, little, the small businesses that you want to support and stop. Let's talk about this from a psychological point of view, because this is interesting to me. Sure. I am the type of per. I am a hypochondriac. I'm the type of person that's like, everyone should be staying inside. Nobody should be going outside. Like, that's me. Right. right? But there are all these articles coming out, and this is, you know, pro uh, getting the economy started again, blah, 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 shit. But there are all these articles coming out, and it's true. Uh, there has to be a psychological impact on people staying indoors and doing nothing but drinking. Yeah, there's going to be uh, depression rates. There's going to be suicide rates. There's going to be yeah. a lot of fallout from this that is not healthy and is not safe. Yes. <laughs> so Consume can, can you speak to that? Respect. Yeah. Can you speak to that? <laughs> um, we'll I actually read an article it. a very long time ago that was like, you know what? They're limiting the amount of things that people can buy, but there's no limit on booze that people can buy. And there's no limit on dangerous, toxic shit that people can be putting in their bodies. They're letting you buy as much shit as you want. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about it in terms of just like panic buying, or do you want to talk about it in terms of like why people are consuming more? Like, what are we? Everyone I know, everyone I know is drinking right now. Basically, what else is there to do? I've literally run out of things to watch on TV. Oh, so what the fuck else is there to do? But I think that's the problem. I think projects. I think (laughs) when we're physically going to places and we're doing stuff, that takes time. And now all of a sudden, we don't have that distraction time anymore. So we're trying to just fill it. So typically what we fill it with is the same things that we fill it with when everything's normal. But those things are only de- like designed to fit up like an hour or two hours. Maybe if you're a video game player, even like five, six hours straight. You, it, beyond that, it's not satiable anymore. You just don't respond to it. So you run through those regular things that you're always doing and all of a sudden time just keeps increasing. So consuming, doing any type of recreational drug, really, when you think about it, is like a fast forward through that time. Sure, One sure, way or the sure, other, right? Sure, you're either sure. getting so drunk that you're passing out, skipping the time, or sure. you're getting so stoned that you don't really care that time is passing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Somehow you're, you're, figuring, you're 
figuring out how to manage that that still time how that you don't that you don't like yes. sitting in and yes. a lot of the times you don't like sitting in it because that's all the stuff that you're repressing but you know huh. then you should be seeing someone and talking about it okay <laughs> bro i get a little preachy there at the end my bad <laughs> you got a little self promoting there at the end oh i don't condone or condone or deny anything on the show I have my own opinions, but I do not condone or no, deny I anything. Think I, I'm just trying to highlight I, both sides of this argument. I think, I think it I is incredibly important to <laughs> fucking support your local bars and whatever the fuck right now because but, everyone's hurting. But I also think there are going to be like statewide, United, nation, worldwide consequences to this. And it's funny because I'm the type of person who does not do any social media at all. I do yeah. nothing. I have no online presence. I do not contact people. I only deal with people via phone and text. I do not have any idea of what's going on past that. This has been a very strange time for me. People yeah. have been talking about doing Zoom this and trivia that, and it's things that I don't understand, and it's things that I don't really want to do, but it's almost like it's forcing my hand because yeah. like, if I want to stay in contact with people I care about, and I do, I have to be creative about yeah. it. It's opening up your perspective. That was a nice thought. What I would want to happen with social media, using it in like its most beautiful form and taking all that power that you have to connect people is I would wish that people started trading beer. You could be doing Zoom chats. You could be doing happy hours. They're things that I should be starting to do. Maybe I'll do one and we'll talk about it on the next episode. Well, I just think... Because <laughs> it's better than drinking alone. <laughs> Again, I just feel bad for people who can't. I can't get Bissell anymore. <laughs> it's changed the whole dynamic of like beer and wine and booze. All of those things have always and automatically have a celebratory connotation attached to them. Now, because people have to be individualized, isolated, it has a totally different psychological but, and societal like but link, you just, ramification. You just hit it. the nail on the head, though. What is the socialization doing? It's rationalizing the behavior. No, 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 no. Socialization is letting you forget about that job you don't fucking want to care about anymore or going home to, to something that you're not ready to go home to. It's like the escape. It's all, that's what that's about. Sure. It's the socialization is giving you something that you need. You need that space to be able to not think about everything else. Yeah. So now you're sticking yeah. people in a closed space and saying you can't have that anymore. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I liked social interaction until it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like everything, I guess. Let's talk a little bit about what we're consuming since this is getting like weird and psychological. <laughs> and you wanted to go there. I just you cursed it. you out for interrupting me. <laughs> I'm drinking some one because I'm really tired of drinking beer, to be honest with you. And I'm also really tired of drinking liquor. Uh, so I have this delicious Chilean red wine. And my local guy sold this to me. And I, it was one I was going to get anyway. But he, he's convinced me that it's cool to drink red wine chilled. They do it a lot in Chile. That's cool. I always want to drink my red wine chilled. So any culture or any society that's like, yes, do that, I automatically like have an affinity with. Well, they probably do it really well. It's really good wine. It's fucking good. Is it great chilled? It's good. Is it's it better good. chilled? It's have good. you had it warm? Bravos, I have. Um, it's a 2019, so a year old bottle of just red wine from fucking Chile. Bravos. 
Volcano uh, Pais 2019, tell you. It's really fucking good. I'll put a little picture up. We'll put something in the description. What are you drinking? The Things We All Do by Threes Brewing. Threes Brewing! I had three of those on dinner and a movie night this week, and I got wrecked. That beer is good. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about this beer? Threes released this beer. It is a Whole Foods collaboration uh exclusive i purchased it from a whole foods in manhattan in new york cool. uh it's a cool fucking beer it is they call That's it an, so cool an, an, about an, it. An, they call it an enigma ipa don't know why it kind of makes me not want to drink it because they called it that but it's an experimental hop enigma ipa is and the hop flavor i get from that is berry and mango it's like that type of fruity it's not citrus fruity it's not passion fruit it's not tropical it's just berry like tons of berry berry notes like strawberry like blueberry berry notes and then i get mango i was literally three deep the other day drinking that and i had the thought to myself saying wow this tastes like a fucking mango and it's really good and i like it a lot because there's no residual bitterness i'm over ipas at this point in my life my career that beer has no residual bitterness it is like a, it is, if I could uh, compare it to something, I would compare it to a Sloop Juice Bomb, which has late hop additions. It's all about aromatics, berry, fruity notes, and no residual bitterness. That's a good IPA. Uh, okay. you, got, you got the Liz's approval on that. Thanks. What do you think? What do you think of that beer? Uh, I just gave my I rant. I know do you think? that I 100% agree with the lingering part. Um, lingers for me. Just, it's, you know. I don't know if that's just the bitterness of it being a hoppy beer. I don't know. I mean, it's an IPA, so it's going to be bitter. Yeah, but it ling- I, it lingers I truly on my think it no. Around. See, I truly think it's all about the bouquet and the aromatics and no residual bitterness, and that's why I like it. I drank three okay. of those. I'm pretty sure it's like seven point something or seven percent, so it sneaks up on you. I think it's a really well produced beer. We're like oh, this very is interesting. Close I don't see the ABV on the package. I think it's around seven. I think we should post pictures of both of these things and encourage people to go out and buy them. Yeah, I think if you guys want to, we don't have a write-in thing yet. I don't know how. However, can our listeners contact us? That still isn't a thing. Forty-two uh, episodes in, and people still can't interact with us. They can totally. We have okay, a we have an email so, address. <laughs> Do you want me to put the email address at the yeah. bottom of all the episodes or something? Uh, yeah. So email us. You can put the email address. Yeah, Please yeah. In the email us. description. Email the Liza and the kid, and let us know what you're drinking in your quarantine time. Okay. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, maybe we can start. We doing can say like guests. at <laughs> Sydney from blah blah blah. You know, you can just fucking give some shout outs. I think it'd be nice. Okay. We gotta figure out ways to come together. Come together. In this isol- Yeah, so we should play that song. I feel like that's appropriate. Right now. Did you end up picking an outro song or you didn't? Because I, I would have picked the Golden Age, twenty five plus minutes from the last show they did dinner and movie. What did you pick? Not that, but I'll put I'll pick that instead. No, what did you pick? I'm curious to know. Do you know what song this is? Uh, Walls of Cave. It's my favorite song, bitch. <laughs> All right. I'm not, not going to get it. All Thank right. you. Did you pick this for me? It's very kind. For set one closer, though, so it would have been our, our mid-break song. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, email us in the link that we put on the <laughs> on, <that laughs> on our description. I am Eliza. And I am the kid. And thank you See for listening, God Jabril. <laughs> See you next time. Some words adorn a stone. It might have.